0: Four seven two one, left done. Left, am done. i
1: Everybody, welcome to the RC Heli Nation Version 2.0. I'm Dan. Do you guys like how I changed that up just a little bit?
0: The are we speaking the, about ourselves? This is the, the RC Heli Nation show, Version 2.0. Well, the Nick likes your introduction. Do like the Nick?
1: So does the Dan. How about the Justin? The Justin just, really did enjoy it. All right, got to change it up every now and again, guys. What
2: yep. did the did the Jesse like it? Jesse, Jesse, who? Jesse, worry Jesse, Jesse, Dude. the Jesse, the Jesse. Does that work? He's not here. Rumor
1: has it he's not here this week.
2: You know, no, and I think it's a pretty lame-ass excuse, dude. Well, he's getting married tomorrow. Yeah, but
0: that's tomorrow. I know. <laughs> and it's this not until today. the afternoon. Ugh. You know what I think he's doing? He's probably scrambling around that new house trying to find his testicles, which he will no longer possess for the no, rest I, of his life. I think he's, I, <laughs> I think he's hydrating. <laughs>
1: Oh, there you go. Okay, okay.
0: He's, he's got an IV. He's got an IV drip he's getting going. Prepared. Stretching. <laughs> stretching. Do a little P ninety
1: X and Jesse's not here, but Justin and Nick are here. Hey guys, what's going on? What's up? Ola. Poor Jesse. He's got a lot. Been doing a lot lately. Not much heli stuff, I would imagine. I don't think so. Does he? Do you think he remembers how to fly? Mm.
0: Uh, that's
1: that's Uh, yet to be seen so I'm pretty sure I'm going to make a bet I'm going to well not a bet I'm going to I guess it's more of a prediction and I'm pretty sure that it's it's actually happened already but I'm guessing Justin won the little uh, sim thing
0: you know I I haven't got confirmation from Jesse because like everyone here I mean we've hardly talked to him but it's there's no way.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like Justin's completely got it in the bag.
1: So, Justin, what are you going to buy me with that, uh, however much it comes to? I don't know, dude. How? What, what is it that you want? Um, <laughs> I was going to say I need a new power supply. Yeah? Uh,
2: Does no. Ken sell power supplies? I don't know. He at might, lower?
0: I'm might. giving you your $33.33 and pennies. Yes. The
2: hell you are.
0: Hey, we never this said- This was supposed
2: to be a gift certificate to Lower Heli, wasn't it?
1: No, it was just- a- You're just going to give it to me in cash? I'll tell you what. I'll give you pennies, and then you can buy a gift certificate. I think we yeah. should all give it to him in pennies. I think we should. It'd be expensive <sighs> to ship it.
0: Set <laughs> <laughs> $100, cost me 400 Yep, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll just uh, I'll PayPal uh, Nick my portion, and then he can go to the bank
2: and get sixty six bucks and <laughs> pennies.
0: Yeah, d bags.
1: That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. So uh, anyway, Jesse's probably not been simming. Wouldn't blame him if he hasn't been. But No. I'm uh, I'm declaring Justin the um, unofficial winner as of yet. Though I think it's safe bet.
2: And I'm still going, dude. Still, are
1: you Dan? Uh, I'm I'm not nearly as adamant about trying to make sure I sim for that week that I was doing it, week and a half.
2: for that week. (laughs) But
1: but I am, I haven't this week. Felt good, you you. got
2: back to it, and that's the end of it now. Well,
1: here's the deal. So, it all started when I left to Othello. That night I got to Dieter's and basically forgot. I have been running since, I mean, I came home, Monday did the show, Mm -hmm. and then Tuesday left to Spokane to go to a machine a machine shop, machining shop, uh, did that, and on Wednesday, came home, got to, I mean, I was gone from 3 a.m. to about 9 o'clock at night, got a little bit of sleep, went to work in the morning, and at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, um, drove 250 miles north for a meeting, and I was there, Pretty much until, well, I didn't get back home until one o'clock. I haven't had a chance to do shit since- Damn, no.
0: dude. Wow. I mean,
1: and so tonight, I got off work tonight, and the first thing I had to do is go to my brother's because he's off to Vegas for the holiday. And I guess I agreed to watch his dog, so I had to go to feed his dogs and let his dogs out. I just literally walked in the door like half hour before we were supposed to start. No flying? Since None. othello? None. Wow. Oh, some wrenching though. Cuz I got some stuff. Oh. We Bling like stuff. Itch. Yeah, What'd I got you get? uh two western robotics BCs. Can I have them?
2: Okay, now which ones did you choose, Dan? <sighs> Cuz Nick and I, I have been that. going back and forth on this for a while.
1: I got the G2 14S. I Cannot remember what the hell it was called. What's okay, plastic case? Okay, but it's the right? one with the plastic, plastic case?
3: case. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: All right. That's the ones that I, I think I've decided. And for the record, Western Robotics, do something with your naming convention. It is completely idiotic. I can't keep heads or tails of them. Yeah. Because it's like the super mini Hercules Pro. <laughs> yeah. G- it's a Hercules. Two. That's what
1: it is. That's right.
0: Yeah. If you throw an
2: ultra in there, it adds some more features, Nick. Yeah,
0: and confuses me even more. <laughs> Call it the Bob, Dick, Harry, and the Bill. Wow. And then we'll which know.
2: one did you did you get the Dick, Dan?
0: I
1: don't know, Nick. <laughs> which one did I get? <laughs> uh, you did. You got the G two. Anyway, it's they're nice little units. So I. I st- I've t- been super busy, but I tr- I tried to get that put on. Um, I didn't, but I did get my OptiPowers ready to go. So I have batteries that are actually attached to the battery tray, as opposed to just being strapped into the battery tray.
0: No. Yeah. How do you? How did uh, those those stick packs fit?
1: Oh, dude, like a perfect. Plenty of room. Yes. But there is a bit of an issue in that. Oh. They're kind of long, right? It was. Yeah. It's tough to get COG. I can't slide the batteries forward any further without interfering with the battery tray release.
0: Uh, oh, on the Forza, right? On the Forza.
1: So what I'm going to have to do is either sl- try to slide the ESC down a little bit. I doubt that'll be enough or put the BEC on the front. Or just put some weight on the front.
2: How how far off are you on CG?
1: I would need to slide the batteries forward about another inch and a half inch. Ooh.
2: Whoa.
1: So, dude, that is
2: That's a lot, dude.
3: That's
1: about gay.
2: An, about
1: an inch. Yeah.
0: Okay. Lead BBs.
1: No, I think I'll get it figured out.
0: Yeah, you're obsessed with your BBs.
2: Dude, you love my BBs.
1: I am not gonna epoxy BBs to the frame of that Forza.
2: Not the frame.
1: Where? Where? Not even no,
2: epoxy. I, I use double sided tape on my Goblin 380. And where the hell did you put it? And it jingles.
0: <laughs> you got he, jingly balls on your. He yeah, fills up, up in the, the nose. nose of the canopy. What? And yeah, then dude. Yeah, I got okay. So I've seen the it's the Diablo Speed, right? That you did. Yes. It. I saw his. BB job on the Diablo speed. He poured the BBs in there and then put some epoxy. And I have to admit it is a really clean way of permanently adding weight because it looks nice from the inside. It's out in the tip of the canopy, which is the farthest point forward. So you're going to have to add the least amount of weight right there. I mean, it's actually pretty clean now he completely redeemed himself and destroyed his perfectionism by shoving them in the nose of the Goblin 380 and then putting some tape in there. And it <laughs> sounds like a baby rattle whenever he's flying. But uh, that
1: adds character. Yeah. Nice. It's not the kind of character I want on my helicopter. Yeah, It's
2: like I, if someone were ever to steal the heli, I would be able to tell you know that so it was mine because it jingled. That's true.
1: So I didn't get to see the epoxied BBs in, but I kind of, I don't know, I kind of, maybe so are they like just like lead BBs or what the hell, what's the Yeah,
2: I go and buy, you know, just like the Crossman BB gun ammo, you buy like a tin of uh, 177 caliber lead BBs, there are like 5,000 of them in a tin for like eight bucks and then I go and put it on the scale and weigh out how many I need. And in, in the case of the Diablo, I had I put about 150 grams in there. And then I go and mix up some 30 minute epoxy, toss them in, make sure they're all mixed and wet, and then just drop them in. And, and I mean, I'll send you a picture, dude. It is clean. It, it really is, clean. is.
1: That's actually I kind of like that.
0: It's very. Now the only bad part is that's all well and good on a speed heli. Which, if everything goes well, you never change your canopy on a speed heli. But I'd be mixing up BBs every other weekend the way I'm driving. <laughs> it. That's
3: a point.
1: <laughs> I think what I'm going to do is um, go the old traditional way. I have some tire weights; those little teeny tire weights that are mm-hmm. adhesive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I I remember back in the days of the Bergen where I had to put a pound and a quarter of weight on the nose. (laughs) Wow. Um, I actually bought a shit ton of those, and I still have a bunch. And uh, I don't know. I can't remember how much they are per bar, but...
0: What speed (laughs) controllers on that?
1: On the Forza? Yeah. 160 Edge. Wow. Put a
2: fan on the speed controller, dude. That'll add a little bit of functional weight.
1: Yeah, if I slide the speed controller down to the nose, because I still got about three inches of... Oh, there.
0: you'd be surprised that I mean, dude, that might do it in itself.
1: Yeah, I well, and, I'm gonna do it.
0: I, I don't
2: know though, do dude. That. You see how the force is laid out—an inch and a half of battery, and and that's—I mean, the packs are up in the nose because yeah, but, the main shaft is pretty far what back. what if you did, dude? This
1: this battery goes all the way back to the e- to the BEC tray in the back
2: behind the main shaft. Well so does it
0: plug in, does the batteries plug the battery in in the front, right? Right. So why don't you slide the ESC all the way down on the nose and then put the BEC right behind it?
1: Yeah. That, I, yeah, I was going to do something similar to that.
2: Yeah, and then add a fan and you're good.
1: I think just sliding the, I don't fly hard enough to need a fan.
0: Then just
3: put yeah, a NEO
1: it on it and auto trim dude.
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Just put a Neo on it. Put throw it in auto trim. Call it good. Ship it. V-bar, oh, huh?
2: Jeez, man. Did that just happen? That, that did just that happen. Happened. That is it's, freaking shameless. That is no, shameless. it's Dude. not.
0: It's just how much beginning. are they paying you? Yeah. It is just beginning.
1: Oh, that's a s that's a sad, scary thought. Sad and scary, Nick. Ha! <laughs> So let's see. What else? Got a new canopy and uh tail cover.
2: What color? Okay.
1: Well, it's kind of a multitude of colors,
0: mm-hmm, but condom. primarily
1: it's orange and yellow. Or yeah, orange and yellow. Teeny bit of red and a little bit of black, a little bit of white. Nice, dude. You, you like it? It uh, looks real great wrapped in <laughs> bubble wrap sitting on the bench. Ah. I've got a solution and I... This is fully justified. I can't think of a better reason to buy another helicopter because now I have a new canopy. I don't want to put that on the old helicopter, right? I'm going to buy a new helicopter to put that canopy on.
2: Yes. That yes. is my kind of logic.
1: What are you going to buy? I'm going to go buy You're a buy canopy another one tonight. I'm going to buy another Forza. Oh, my God. Another JR Forza 700. To
0: fly with your JR radio. Oh, I... Smell Yet. a fetish building here.
2: Hey, no. Dan, you V-bar. really do need to be very cautious about this. What? Okay, because you cannot, you of all people cannot be hypocritical. You're giving Nick a hard time about being a goblin and Mikado or, sorry, right. V-Bar let's fanboy.
1: Let's go down that road. Okay, let's, let's do not. It. Okay, so. Thanks, Justin. A Forza, two yes. of them. A Blade. Yep. And Elise. Lease. A Raptor. In a nitro, align, line. Okay. Don't be trying to corner me into Which some- Which ones are you flying
0: right now? The nitro and the Forza. Justin, you own more goblins than he owns JRs.
2: I, I, yeah, I understand that. I'm not arguing myself in this one. I'm just saying you got to be careful.
0: I think he's, he's the good. one giving you a hard time. Well, he's going to desecrate that JR and put a V-bar on it, and then it'll all even out.
2: No, dude. I, Dan, if I know I Dan, he will put a freaking tags on there before he puts a V bar on it. You might be
1: onto something. Uh, I don't see a V bar on my helicopter. Tag,
0: no, no, I don't call the tags. You know why I don't call the tags? Because he knows that he couldn't call and get help for it.
1: Here's the deal. I'm liking my icon,
2: dude. Nick Rollins will help him with that.
1: No, Nick Rollins flies icon. <laughs>
2: No, he's flown tags before. Well,
1: he might, as, he might, but he plays an icon mainly.
2: Yeah. I'll help You're you an with icon, icon fanboy, Dan. What? I'm Jeez, just joking, dude.
1: Jeez, you guys are killing me. So, yeah, new helicopter probably this week. Nice. And um.
2: now, do you have all the hardware to put no, in it? But or I'm are gonna, you gonna-
1: the servos that were in the blade will probably go in that. And I see Nick selling some servos.
0: Yeah.
3: Hmm.
2: Mm. So are you getting rid of the, the blade?
1: I you know, I'm not I'm repurposing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, in much the same way
2: as you've repurposed thing. your your vibe fifty.
1: Exactly. I don't sell helicopters. You gotta fly that thing. I dude. Just fly it. I'm looking forward to getting the raptor done. That's happening this weekend. Oh, I did order some stuff from the HK.
3: The from the Hobby King?
1: HK. What'd you get? I bought some crimpers. Okay. Because I don't know what I did with my other ones. (laughs) And what else did I get? I bought a bunch of three and a half millimeter bullets. There you go. Just because.
0: I I get, I admit I get all of my connectors from there. I'm cool with that because they can't clone those. You know what else? I almost did Yeah, I do too.
1: While I was shopping at HK.
0: And wire. wire.
1: I got plenty of that at work tons i almost bought a remote controlled tank oh my god Uh,
3: seriously i was looking at it going dude
1: that looks like i could chase my cats around the house with that are you kidding me that's fantastic
3: that's fantastic (laughs) 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 that's
1: awesome (laughs) oh that's great so no i didn't order it i almost did but i didn't and um no it's uh For the rest of you schmoes, it's a three-day weekend, right? You guys all have Monday off? Yep. Yep. Not this guy.
2: I had today off too, dude. Oh, you suck. That's called a four-day weekend.
1: So I am going to spend two solid days at the flying field uh, tuning the Forza and switching the Nitro, getting the Skookum off of it.
2: What are you going to do with that thing?
1: Well, if I had a conscience, I would just burn it.
0: Hey, now, okay. Wow. Hold on. But,
1: but I'll probably sell it to some other unfortunate soul.
0: You know what? I got an email. I'm going to interrupt. I got an email that said, uh, this guy said, I'm a little perplexed as to why yourself and the other guys tend to ignore or devalue Skookum fly barless products. Because
1: when I fly it, it feels like a turd. Well- but have you, you tuned it? I had tuned it,
0: but you haven't updated it. No, that I was like eight it. firmwares ago.
1: I know well, I didn't have any Skookum firmware on my computer.
0: So to the listener who wrote, no, there's nothing wrong with them they they tend to be they tend to be a little slower to do updates than the rest of the companies out there. Um, But as far as, you know, what hardware wise, they're actually, they're great hardware units.
1: But you know Um, something? There's always been an issue with that Skookum that's on my Nitro that I've never been able to get rid of. And I even tried to have Nick help me with it. Granted, it was over the phone. Nick, you might remember I was just bitching about on an inverted punch out. I could not get that aileron tilt to the left on inverted punch outs. Out of it at all.
2: Oh, uh-huh. gotcha. Interesting.
1: And um, it doesn't doesn't do it on an uh, upright punch out, but when it's inverted, I just I could never get it out of there. Huh. I flew the icon, and instantly, it felt better to me.
0: And so, uh, well, and you've gotten used to that too. Remember, yeah. you put anything on there for three, four, five months, and
1: well, I do remember. In all fairness, when I switched from the Beast X to the Skookum, I thought the Skookum was pretty cool. Yeah. The tail was much much better.
0: Oh, way better.
1: But then I did, I flew the shit out of that Skook. And, and
0: I've I've heard that with version 4, it's even, I mean, leaps and bounds all better right. than any of us. Here's have what I'm
1: going to do. To be fair and objective, tonight when we get done, I'm going to load the Skookum firmware onto my computer. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna to go to the field, and I'm gonna update the nitro and do a little tuning. I'll give it two weeks. Is that fair?
3: Yeah, I
2: think that's fair. I think that yes, is very I think that's noble, reasonable. Of you. Yeah. And then if you don't like it, that's then, okay. Take it off. It. Then burn it. <laughs> yeah. And put an icon on there.
1: Uh, yeah. That's
3: yeah.
2: what I'll do. Yep. Makes perfect See, sense. Reasonable. To me. I'm
0: reasonable. I Dan, I commend you. That is unlike you. Being I'm reasonable? Being reasonable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or well, objective? It's a
1: simple matter of I mean it's just it's it's very simple. I have not updated that that Skookum in I would venture to say a year and a half at least. At least maybe even 2 years. Yeah. So there's probably been some updates, probably some
0: improvements. Oh, yeah. I sure hope so. Oh, yeah. No, there has.
1: But it's still not as easy to tune as an Icon.
0: That's that's fair. You know, I, I've, I'm i not a huge fan of the software on either, but I do believe that the Icon software was much more user-intuitive. Very much more. Way yeah. better than the Skookum software. Yeah, the, and that the, the might have changed. software Hands was down. more stable and less glitchy of software but as far as you know being well written and easy to understand and all that the icon was way way better
1: maybe they've had has anyone maybe they've improved the user interface on that.
0: that could be you know i know nothing i will fill you in next week how does that sound i'm excited
1: i think i'll give it a shot i'm dude i'm so totally stoked about flying the nitro again my gosh are you jealous nick you can you can be a little jealous. It's I okay.
2: am. I want a nitro. I am very
0: jealous, actually.
2: After this last week, and I was like, damn it.
1: And you know, I got to tell you, I did only fly it once, and I just didn't like the way the scooping flew, but I got to tell you, that motor just purred to life.
0: Oh, the YS.
1: It just came right to life and just ran like a turn. And I was even going two out on both needles to start over, mm-hmm. and I didn't even get a second tuning flight in, but it still, even that blubbery richness- so ran really well. Can
2: you even get that motor anymore? And that that's like an honest question. I'm not trying to bash no, this. I'm seriously It's the Tariq. Yeah, you can still get
1: it, I think, Oh,
2: but... you've got the Tarek one. The 3D. Yeah.
1: It's the 3DS Tariq, is that? If I'm not yep. mistaken, yeah.
2: Okay. So I'm we... thinking of the one that I had which was the the one with the black head. It was the SR 3DS.
1: Which one? No. I the don't re- think he- that was red wasn't it
2: oh i'm sorry i think you're right it was red
1: yep and i right. still have That's one weird. of those too and that is a really
2: good motor that is an amazing motor
0: as long as they didn't throw a rod they were perfect it was either like they ran great or it threw a rod and blew up
1: well i had the one that uh Reagan did and i put mm-hmm. 24 gallons through it no <laughs> rust good.
2: That's
0: amazing. I
1: finally wore that motor out to the point where it just wouldn't start.
0: Yeah, that was like a loose <laughs> fart. It was bad when you got done with it. Yeah.
1: I ran the piss out of that thing. Loved it. So, yeah, flying Nitro, so eat it. Eat it, bitches. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Getting a new helicopter, I'm pretty sure. Don't Don't hold me down to that, but I'm pretty... I want to get a three-bladed head on it, so... Uh, cash is in hand. It's actually in my PayPal account ready to, to oh, do its
0: thing. Oh, you are chomping at the bit. Uh, So,
1: yeah, I think.
2: You're going to have I mean, to buy a whole bunch more than just the heli to get it running, man.
1: Well, all I need is I've got another Scorpion ESC. I've got another fly barless unit. Um, got some Damn, servos. Damn, since when
2: did you stockpile useful equipment?
1: Well, since Nick started getting rid of all of his shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's see I've got let's see I've got two sets of servos I think maybe one I know I got two Scorpion ESCs and two Scorpion motors from Nick uh, two helicopters mm-hmm. several sets of blades Um, yeah uh, probably gonna have a set of servos before the night's over I'm really thinking about that so we'll see yeah that's where I'm at guys Wow. Cool, man. Mm -hmm. So, who's next?
2: Hey, Nick, those custom charging cases you've been putting together lately are awesome. But what would I do if I thought that was all a little bit too far over my head?
0: Ah, man, I got you. You're going to want to head over to Progressive RC and check out their charging case combos. These bad boys are ready to go right out of the box. And if you change your mind and end up feeling a little bit adventurous, Progressive also has all the accessories needed to build one yourself.
2: Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to www.progressiverc.com today to check out my options.
0: I don't even feel like I can like I can put a dent in that, but I'm going to try. So we, we're going to get to this. In the show topic, so I, um, how do I, I have been flying a lot since we got back. Every day, to be exact. I came back from the fun fly. With a Highly, highly motivated in an angry fashion.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> to progress and to get my flying back on track. So I have put four. Well, okay, I take that back. Not every day. Monday I did not. Every day since then, four flights a day at lunch, and simming every night, and it is already starting to make a really, really big difference.
3: Practicing
1: your autos.
0: Yes. Yeah. Why?
2: Why? 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 In a pissed off way.
1: I know why. Can. Can I can I take a stab at it, Nick? Sure. I think what did it was when you went out to do autos because you were so uh, proficient at them and you kind of felt like you. I got the impression that you just like were like, what the hell is going on? Because when you came back after doing those autos, when especially that one that landed kind of a ways away, you know, Mm -hmm. I think you were just like, what is going on? And then you went back, and that's when you put your stuff away. Said sometimes you just got to know when to call it or some shit like that. I
0: was. He was
2: definitely pissed at that point.
1: Yeah,
0: I'll I'll put it in the furious at myself category. Oh, I was completely disappointed. I mean, just devastated at myself. And, and I, it took uh, the the whole ride home. The next night, I mean, I was just stewing over this. You know, i uh, I was not happy with my flying at Othello, and uh, autos were. Hideous, and you know, I'm 36 years old. I'm not, uh, am I still progressing 3D wise? Yes, I am. Do I still feel I have more to progress? Yes, absolutely. Um, but autos were like my thing, you know, I could always go out there at any point in time and throw a you know, double or triple pyro flipping auto in right off the deck in front of me, and and could, last year, I was at the point where I could consistently do those like in a five-foot circle every time, just bam, bam, throwing them down. And it was hideous. I mean, it was windy out there, but I was not, I mean, how do I put it into perspective? They they were just nowhere near my standards, not even close. And I, I caught one up high. It was coming in hot. Like really hot, it caught a little gust of wind and I corrected the wrong way on the collective, bled off a ton of head speed, flipped it over and landed it out in the weeds. I mean, no damage to anything. I didn't crash one all weekend,
2: but. That was one where we didn't, well, you may have known, but no one else knew whether it had damage until you picked it back
0: up. Oh no, I knew that it was fine. But it was just like, you know, what the hell are you doing, Nick? I mean, really, where did you... What happened? So it did. It took the whole ride home. Goblin and and V-bar happened. In a... (laughs) Technically, yeah. You're right. I think that's a
2: fair statement, actually.
0: I I think that is an accurate statement. So, okay, how or why? Well, the beginning of the year came around, and I, and I, I said, I want to get back to flying. This is my year to get back to flying. Less tuning, more flying. And, you know, the... The SAB thing kind of fell in my lap. Amazing opportunity. And I took it, and I take it again. Oh, man, no question there. And then right when I get done with that, it was like, boom, then the three-blade head comes out. So, oh, man, now I'm messing around with that. And then I just start to get that down, then it's like, oh, now the, you know, now the V-control thing comes up. These are all... Amazing products that I absolutely love and would not change them for anything. But want to talk about a great way to derail yourself from a flying plan? Put Nick in front of new stuff. I mean, it, yeah, it's like a fat kid in a candy store. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I was thinking about, okay, well, when... You know, when are you, when have, when did, when was the last time you went and shot autos? Well, I haven't. Uh, okay. And then, you know, that three bladed auto crash kind of rattled me in the whole auto things because that wasn't like a dumb thumb on my part. So it got to where I was just landing flights normally and, and I just, I lost my sense of direction. So when I got back, uh, It turned from an anger to a lot of motivation, which has now turned out, I mean, want to talk about in my favor. I cleaned my models and and people are going to go, what? How could you do this? And believe me, this was a debate that I had with myself, bounced it off of Justin, bounced it off a couple other friends. This was not one that I wanted to do, but. In order to remove temptation, I have temporarily, and I say temporarily because I'm planning on about 30 days, I pulled my three-blade head off, I put the two-bladed head on, and I have two absolutely identical 700 competitions for the purpose that I can go out at any point in time and basically not give myself an opportunity to fly something air quotes, that flies different. So uh, I I cleaned the 500 from scratch. I cleaned the 700 comp setup from scratch, and I went out there on Tuesday and tuned them. I did the metronome on both the cyclic and the tail. Wow, wow, wow. You guys, you've got to do it if you're going to be hitting the sim. If you are simming hard, and fly, do yourself a favor and do that. I was so far off on a couple that I just, it, it's, it's crazy, especially when you're trying to learn stirring maneuvers or TikToks or anything like that makes a really big difference. So the cool part was it took me two flights on each heli, the 700 and the 500 to get those completely dialed. I mean, they fly fantastic. And that's what I've been flying every day. I, Two flights of,
2: I think it makes perfect freaking sense, dude.
0: I mean, I hate it because I still prefer, and I, and I want to be clear about this, I prefer the way the three-blade head flies, period. End of story. I really do. But if I'm going to go back to practicing hard, I am going to be breaking and destroying stuff. And I am. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, like Saturday, when I go out to the field, we are going to see packs after packs of autos. And you know what? I'm going to break blades. I'm going to break skids. I'm going to throw some links. And I need to be able to crash one, grab the other one, go right back up, have it feel exactly the same and nail that auto that I just botched or that maneuver or whatever. That's how you practice. That's how you push hard, in my opinion. I mean, it's no different than, like look at all of our friends that are practicing for XFC. Xf- they go out to the field with three or four models every single day because they're pushing that hard. And that's what I want to do. Now, why a month? Well, I'm going to probably end up grabbing another three bladed head and another setup and a bunch of spares so that I can swap them both over and they can replace the two blade ones. I mean, that's my plan ultimately, but for this next 30 days to get the most out of flying and progression, I kind of had to pull back what I want versus what I need. And it's, man, it's been great. I've done two flights, uh, a day on nothing but pilot proficiency stuff. I am... I'm going to check here actually real quick just so I can be accurate. I marked off uh, more than a fair share of maneuvers. I'm very happy this week with what I got marked off. So let's see. Total, I am sitting at 69 out of 159 maneuvers.
3: So I'm Ooh. almost...
0: I'm almost finished. I'm three maneuvers away from finishing three, and I'm 13 maneuvers out of 33 into four. Nice. So I'm trying to blow through them pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot ahead that I can already do, but what? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Oh,
1: God. Jesus. Did nothing. Uh, he just
3: couldn't.
0: Huh? Just,
2: it was involuntary. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> do anything about it either. That was. That was pretty good. All right. So, well,
0: Anyway. So two flights of the pilot proficiency thing. Uh, one flight of what I call the uncomfortables. And boy, let me tell you, it's an ugly flight. And I've never in my life felt so. Inadequate? Uh, Yes, inadequate, like, you know how when you start flying and you and you get nervous, you start, like, leaning forward on the balls of your feet and, like, leaning to one side and kind of maybe flexing your legs or something where you just, it, it's just uncomfortable? Well, I'm forcing myself to do a flight of, like, all, uh, I'm only using right rudder and left aileron. And that sucks. I mean, sucks. (laughs) Because it's really hard to do. But those are my two weaknesses. So, doing that. And then the last flight, I'm either just treating myself and kind of letting it do whatever, working on Pyro TikToks. I've been working on uh, forward tumbling vertical eights that are starting to, clean up pretty nice and or um also taking a flight some days and really working on um both direction everything's so lot like Immelman's, um what's the other one justin what's that the maneuver that the Cuban you do? eight? The Cubane, but with left and right aileron off both shoulders, Mm -hmm. you know, doing them forwards and backwards, left and right aileron, lots of just orientation and even left and right practice, and wow, I mean, what a huge difference! Uh, I did a flight yesterday, uh, my my goof off flight, and I would say that it is hands down, my best slow D flight ever. I mean, just to go out there and kind of, Dan, you know how you were saying, I remember you said once, you like how I had that that flow Mm -hmm. when I get in that groove where you just start flying with flow. Mm -hmm. I've never had that like I had it yesterday.
1: Purposeful 3D.
0: Yep. Every single thing was like half speed, but just, I felt like I just nailed it. I mean, not doing like a, okay, not, you know, not so much like a Piro Hurricane, but I was doing these really nice slow funnels where I was getting one Piro per funnel. That looks sick because it is so hard to do. Just to make it go, the tail go that slow all the way around that you're only 90 degrees on each quarter. And it was just, it was fun. Not a little 500 is killer for doing the pilot proficiency stuff. I mean, perfect. I got to work at it just a little bit more, but it's, uh, yeah. So that's, that has been my week. I am, it, and okay, here, insert fanboy, whatever you want to call it.
1: Mm-hmm. He's preparing me. I am
0: I am preparing you. <laughs> uh, I am 100%. I could not be any happier with the V-Control, and I'm <sighs> almost going to possibly call that, like, the best purchase of the year for me. Because there is no way, even on V-Bar, that I could go out and tune two helicopters to 95% with four flights or two on each. And it was only because I had all all of that. I mean, right there. So it's
2: good. It all makes sense. I it, would hold off on the three blade transition though, dude, because a month in is dead center in the season. And then you got to tweak around with crap again. And let's face well, it, you've been having challenges getting that three blade tuned in on 6.0.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was struggling a little bit with the tail. The cyclic's a no-brainer. The cyclic's just, oh, my gosh. And that's what I can't let go of is just how amazing it feels and flies. But I also kind of haven't done the same thing. You know what I might do? And I mean, this is a big tentative might. I might just buy... uh. Um, a Kyle Stacey edition, and then throw the three-blade head back on one of mine, and that way I can take those two, but I still have a two-blade for backup.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. The rash is getting, it's spreading.
0: Uh, Dude, it's not spreading. It's all incumbent. It's everywhere. Encompassing. Encompassing.
3: Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Damn. Uh-huh. <Come> on. <laughs> I
0: don't care I'm cool I'm totally cool with it you I, I wanna I wanna bring
1: one thing up and okay. um I did get to well put my hands on the on the V control and I will admit that the wrap does look good
2: yes it does dude and I'll even go as far as to say it looks way better than his 10 J rap looked probably because yeah. it's not neon orange. And
1: here's yes. what I like about it. It's kind of minimalist. It's not all gaudy like a lot of raps that you see. Mm-hmm. It's sleek. It looks really good. They did a really good job. Mm-hmm. On it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it, I it, agree. Other what,
1: than that, it's a V bar, so you know.
0: Now what'd you think about the radio? Be serious. It felt good. It I was actually
1: surprised. It it's big and I like that. You know? It's got uh-huh. it's substantial, it's got some girth to it. I like that. Uh I didn't particularly care for how you have it set. I your your sticks to me are surprisingly stiff. Yeah. Um other than that though, it felt great. The gimbals are silky smooth. Uh, the spacing is nice, and there's just not a lot of stuff on it. It's kind of a very, it's just like all you know, the only, it's like there's just not a lot of shit to touch, or you know what I mean? No, no trim knobs, no, no. You uh, know
0: what I say? It's the most unimpressive, impressive radio I've had.
1: <laughs> but you got to admit the wrap really does make that radio look better because it, without the wrap, it kind of they, they just don't look
0: good. I would have, if I was, if, if the wrap was not an option, I would have the champagne one. No question. Big, the, the metal ish one. Really? Because then it would. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't like, I don't care for the big red V and the black. It, it really makes it look, uh, I mean, hope I didn't get in trouble, but it kind of makes it look blah. I'm not a fan of the clear. I really do feel like if, I had a clear one. Why didn't they I'd
1: put have... LED lights in that in that V or something?
0: I I don't know. Um I I really don't know. Now the Champagne one, it does look really nice. I mean it looks much more normal radio. But you know, we've we've gotten to that point. Like, you know, we look at the fourteen S G and the X J fourteen. They have like they're, you know, the X G fourteen, that's not a big radio. But you've got Buttons, you've got trim knobs, you've got this. So there's a lot of stuff to fill up the radio with. This is a a little bit bigger of a radio. And, I mean, and a lot of that stuff is gone. So it really, it, it's difficult to not make it bland.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because I got to tell you, the JRXT14 is is I I never I do not like the way those radios look. The new GR radios, I don't think, look good at all.
2: Really? Uh, I don't think it looks horrible, yeah, Dan. It's certainly more cluttered and edgy looking than other radios, but it's not bad.
1: I don't like I never have. Since they came out with that first X11 or whatever the hell they called it, the transformer radio. You know, you go back to the 9303, 9503. That's what a radio looks like, you know? Yeah. Those look good and they felt good and I Yeah,
0: lo- but love those. the ergonomics of your XG14 is very good. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have no issues with my V control at all ergonomics wise. It's very natural for me to fly, but I think there's a very slight edge on the XG14 for me. Uh or just actual like ergonomics and the way that I hold my fingers and fit it, but I think the the, the V-Control is versatile as far as thumb versus pinch, so I don't know. And you did fly the Trioblin, and don't think I'm not going to bring that up.
3: B.K. Servo.
1: Brought to you by the legendary Bert Kammerer, BK Servo is proud to present to you its new line of coreless Micro Cyclic and Mini Tail Servos. When you
2: don't want to compromise on performance but are looking for an affordable high voltage servo to keep your 360 class heli locked in no matter what you throw at it, look no further than the BK DS3001 HV Cyclic Servos. Designed specifically to handle the rigors of today's 360 to 380 millimeter models, the BKDS-3001HV high-torque cyclic micro-servos will keep you connected. And for amazing tail performance, look no further than the BKDS-5005HV mini high-speed tail servo, which will hold through the worst that you can
1: throw at it. BK Servo 360 class
3: heli near you. before
2: you turn, before you bring that up, though, I want to talk about your radio because I got to okay. hold it as well and fly it on okay. the Goblin 500, and I do like it. It's a little funky for me with the knobs and switches on the front face because I'm a thumb flyer and so my pointer finger I'm used to being able to put up in that area and sort of rest on that face and my problem is that do I rest it up against the switches and knob on the underside or do I have to like wrap it around the top I think oh, I, gotcha. I think I could get over that but um, other than that I think it feels comfortable the only thing that I would struggle with and and this is one of those things where it's like no matter what you fly, you're going to eventually get used to it after a, a period of time. The jetty is so heavy compared to any of the other radios that I've held that when I hold the V control, it's just kind of like uh, it doesn't feel substantial in my hand.
0: Yeah. And you would feel that way, I really believe, uh, with any radio I, I, yeah not, and that's that what i was about to say like that's not so a, heavy
2: that's not a criticism directly against the v control because like any of the other radios it's made of plastic and it's yeah. not substantial feeling now now here's the here's the exception to that picking up dan's jr radio it feels good it feels yeah. comfy and it and it feels properly weighted Not as heavy as the Jetty, but still properly weighted. But all the others do feel kind of light now.
1: The one thing I like about the JR radio is that it doesn't necessarily, you know how some radios kind of in design kind of discriminate towards either a pincher or a thumber? Mm -hmm. The JR accommodates both really well because of the angled gimbals. Uh, Okay. Um, I am a pincher, but like I was holding the Jetty and I was like, As a pincher, I think it would be very comfortable, but I just can't. I couldn't imagine using thumbs on that radio, and and I know Justin does. See,
0: it's hard to tell for me. The switch spacing's perfectly fine. It's hard to tell for me because Justin runs his sticks a lot shorter because he thumbs than I do. So it it felt like I had my hands laid a little flat. Yes, that's true. true. if the gimbals were longer, I could have wrapped them around the sides a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, So I I don't want to judge it on that that's true justin
1: brought that up when i said that he said that the gimbal sticks are real short yeah i
0: I I did that on purpose
2: for me
1: right
0: yeah but i have no problem doing that i mean flying his though at all
1: yeah as a pincher typically i like really long gimbal sticks well fairly long anyway
0: yeah but yeah no it's cool so what uh, what did you think flying wise of it justin the V-Control.
2: Well, I mean, it's it's hard to say. It's a radio, and nowadays I can pretty much get comfortable with anything that I'm flying. Yeah. Um, it flew fine. Uh, the heli itself flew great. I love the the Goblin 500. I could see myself having one of those without a problem. Um, but I didn't get to screw around with all of the different settings and stuff. I've watched you do it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, I, I think I only got like 3 or 4 minutes on it and then I over discharged your pack. Oh
3: yeah, cuz <laughs> I forgot Because you to forgot charge to it. charge it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is on my list. I n- I now see the importance and I finally got to see in person uh the the UI sensor for the V control. And uh, yeah, after Justin did that and which was my fault not his. And then also these practice flights that I'm doing, you know, I'm dropping it down 200 RPM and and doing lots of orientation type stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wasting flight time that I could be gaining. So I think that two of the UI sensors minimum are probably on this week's purchase list. It's that or BECs. I'm trying to decide which I want first. BECs.
2: Ooh, BECs.
0: Dude, I am so over receiver packs, just... but they don't they don't they don't give me BECs. Yes. Okay, it's nice, but they don't add any function for right now. It's a convenience thing yeah. whereas the UI sensor would really genuinely add function. Um so I think the UIs might come first, but I'm still really torn on this BEC. I know we've talked about this. I just 120 bones for a BEC is like, God, yeah, right in the fricking. Isn't it nice arm. to know
1: that you've got a really high quality component?
0: Yeah. I just said, you see, you got to remember, remember we talk about unreasonable expectations and it doesn't matter what the track record is. If you had a problem once, I had a Western robotics fail and smoke every electronic on my helicopter. Now, It was years ago. It was an old model, and I bought it used, so God knows how many flights it had on it. And I understand that's an unreasonable thing, Mm -hmm. but it it still sticks in the back of my mind. Yet, I'm sitting over here with uh, the Castle BECs, and I've never had one fail, ever.
2: Which is completely counter to what, you know...
0: Yeah, the general but then again, community
2: would would expect, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I've, mean, I've also had two Heli-Jive 120s pop right out of the box and a third one fail, but yet I've never had a Castle BEC fail.
1: That's the nick curse though. Is what it really
0: is. is. It really well, is. and so I don't know whether to roll with it or it say it's got to end sometime. I mean, I I feel marginally confident with the version 3 Castle BEC and an only and, this is a big and, in conjunction with the R2 buffer unit. Like, I, I actually feel really good about that. I feel like I have the redundancy in case it does fail, but I also feel like the, you know, the, the R2, how it will dampen those, uh, the spikes, the amperage spikes. I just, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm going
0: to put the R2s Western on robotics. whatever. Yeah. I know, but I, I mean, well, geez, two helis. There's two forty, and then two R two units, which I will run. Like those are, those are a given now for me. Now on, no matter what, if not for the backup portion of it, just for the the stabilization on the output side, I feel like it's a a must have for any BEC, true. regardless of quality. Having a trailer full of new helis isn't anything to complain about, but we're still talking about the same old dumb-thumbing, sal cowan Charlie chaplin auto and pilot behind the sticks. Now, I'm not exactly easy on my helis, and when I need parts, I need them fast. This is where Lower Heli comes to the rescue. With a great variety of my personal favorite heli parts and batteries, no matter how bad the crash, I'm sure to be able to get right back in the air to do it all over again. Fly lower
1: at www.lowerheli.com. I typically have always been a flight pack guy, but... um,
2: I hate them.
1: Here's the deal. The the only reason I even considered it is because of the real estate on the Forza. There's just not a lot of it. But it was funny tonight. I was uh, I was thinking, man, I kind of really want to get that BEC. Just I kind of got excited about. Nah, I don't have to deal with light packs anymore. How awesome is that?
0: Yeah, uh,
1: and, I, and it's not a big deal, but it's just one of those little things, you know.
0: I really I'm a lot more fond of a BEC on 6s for the setup and tuning side of it. You know, just being able to plug in plug in half of your setup, not arm your ESC, and do all your tuning, which I won't be able to do because I'm running the XT150s and the bullet connector. So, you know, is that a big deal? No, the V-Control has the output lock on the ESC, which is really nice, kind of like a redundant throttle hold, so you can't screw up and flip it into idle up. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's the direction I'm going. It's just hard to say. I'm gonna basically spend one twenty for a BEC and another fifty bucks for an R two, a hundred and seventy bucks on each heli that I have, just to get rid of a flight pack that works perfectly. Yeah, fine. Yeah, and you have
1: like fifteen goblins. That's gonna be like twenty grand, dude.
0: I, my point exactly. <laughs> See, that's not a slam. That's that. It's worth that it. Emphasizes dude, my because point. because there's a lot.
2: I mean, yeah, I. It's worth it. Even just for the convenience factor, I just did the last swap on the Goblin 770 last week or a week and a half ago to get rid of the flight pack with the new Cosmic, and I could not be any happier. My entire fleet is just plug in the pack and go fly.
1: I'm wiring mine 6 cell, by the way.
0: Yeah.
2: I, was I don't have to 12. worry about that. Well, I do, because so. it's in my little red box. Suck it! Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You and your, you your nine hundred dollar ESC. Yep.
1: Is that what the nine hundred dollar buys you? The, the freedom to not have to wire into six six hmm
2: Oh, dude, it 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 buys you a whole hell of a lot more than that. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh
0: mm-hmm. huh. Good friend of mine lit one on fire yesterday or last week. Yeah. Happens to all of them. So, Justin, yeah, what
1: have you been up to, man?
2: I've been up to a lot myself, actually. I I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna save some of the details of last weekend for the main topic. So, I'll I'll try to try to hold on for those. But the week before the fun fly, actually, uh, I for whatever reason had neglected to mention that I had this project going on. But I think it is worth mentioning. I finally decided to come out of the sort of the stone age on my charging setup. And so, you know, this, this has been sort of like a multi-year evolution. First, we start with a cardboard box and then the cardboard box uh, evolves slightly to a better looking cardboard box. You know, the first one was one of those coriated Brown ones. The second one was like an old MKS servo box that, You know, you buy the four servos set in, and then I went to what you guys always give me a hard time about—the Red Craftsman tool chest.
0: Bob Vila, yeah, Bob
2: Vila style, and I have been rocking that thing pretty happily for the last, I'd say, year, year and a half or so. It works great. It carries all my tools and equipment plus the charging setup. Well. You know, I've been I've been keeping my eye out for charge like true charging case setups for a while, and I've never really wanted to do it because that's it's a pretty big cost of entry if you buy one ready to run. And if you don't, then you've got to make it yourself, which is then, you know, it's one of those things where you put a whole heck of a lot more time into it. And I'm a perfectionist, so if it doesn't come out exactly the way I want, then I'm always going to see those those little you know subtle issues when i look at the thing and it'll drive me nuts but for whatever reason i was feeling like i could pull it off i picked up a uh the brand is called uh b and w international it's a case that is pretty much similar to like the you know the uh uh what are they called um oh my god i'm completely blanking out the seahorse that's right the seahorse mm-hmm. cases or Pelican, but the Seahorse is the one I was thinking because that's what Progressive RC uses. It's got a very similar style. Picked one of those up and uh, basically went off and tried to build myself a charging case for the Dual Power Lab 8. And actually, I, I feel pretty good about it. It's still got some finishing touches that I need to, to do, uh, but it's got the the deck lid with the Dual Power Lab set into it. Uh, with little cutouts for the the screens and the buttons. And, of course, I can lift up the deck lid to store a whole bunch of stuff. I got a deep one. Uh, so it's like eight inches deep. And that allows me to store all of my charging cables. For the Funfly, I actually stored all of my, like, USB stuff, my Contronic Prog disk. I stored all four of my um, Goblin 380 packs in there. So it's got a lot of room. Wow. Uh, ended up putting two ninety millimeter case fans on it and also wired in an auxiliary 120 volt AC socket. So it's got two, you know, uh, actual power plugs plus two side by side USB ports on it. Uh, and it works really great. And then wanted to do something with LEDs, right? I got. 35 watts worth of bright white leds and i put them on the top of the case you know the thing that swings open uh and the thought process was that eventually i'm going to get a plate of g10 that fits over the leds such that when i turn it on i get some mood lighting you know kind of like indirect light around the edge it's going to be bright enough so that at night i can actually use it to guide what i'm doing on the bench like at a fun fly or for night flying and charging.
0: Um, but instead, LAX called and they asked him to turn the lights off. That's
2: right. But I, ha- the planes I didn't turn in the 10 right until the day I was leaving for the fun fly. And so what I brought to the fun fly was this charging case minus the cover for the LEDs. And it is far from indirect lighting in that configuration. So offensive. I actually, I was so impressed with it that I sent a video to the guys, to you guys on text and in Facebook Messenger. It is horribly bright, dude. It's freaking blinding. And I love it. I've got to put the cover on there. I know because it ju- it's not practical. You can't turn that on without burning your retinas
0: or or it, uh, without putting
2: suntan lotion on
0: it's ridiculous
2: it's awesomely ridiculous though nick
0: no it's permanent retina damage
2: (laughs) i had my sunglasses on at the fun fly and was showing someone else and even with my sunglasses on it was obnoxious
1: you need a you need a welder's helmet for that thing man exactly So, uh,
2: you know, I got a couple more uh, tweaks and modifications on there that I want to make, but I'm feeling pretty happy about it. Uh, You know, it's a it's a good, sturdy, waterproof case. Uh, It's going to be able to do everything that I want to do. So I think I'm going to stick with it. And I didn't have to pay the hundreds of dollars that I would have to get a custom case because as nice as those are, I just. uh, Yeah. Not having it. So this week, I didn't get any flying in beyond the, the fun fly itself. Uh, luckily, that doesn't mean I get to take a no fly because we flew on Saturday. And that was, well, that doesn't,
1: that doesn't count.
2: Oh, dude. That doesn't count. Week. Yeah, because we recorded Saturday night, didn't we?
0: Yeah. Damn it. That, yeah, doesn't count.
2: Okay, I guess and I, I know I take you did no fly. fly
0: on sunday because you slept in until like 11
2: yeah i didn't fly on sunday okay well there you have it i guess uh i take a no fly no but fly. i do not take a no buy because Never take a no by i happened upon an amazing opportunity oh shit uh at Um, My buddy Chuck Burt's online store, Peak Aircraft, he's actually the U.S. Diablo or minicopter distributor, and I got a tip that he had ordered in five or six sets of the uh, Microbeast X-Blade 713s, which are the speed blades. They're the ones that I've got on my Diablo speed and are... Generally uh, agreed Upon by all as being The speed blade uh, Dude I bought that shit so quick I don't think I have ever made a purchasing Decision in this hobby As quickly as I did when I heard that He had those in stock <laughs> In fact I was In the car and I pulled over And just bought it right there
0: It was so fast How many? You, you must have thought that Contronic made him
2: A set just one set, just one set, and at a good price, because last time I paid 250 bucks for those, and this time I got them for 200 So I don't know what, you know, how he got them for cheaper than me, but I am not going to complain. So yeah, $200, second set of X-Blades, those are going on my TDR, I cannot wait. Super <laughs> excited about that. So that was my buy. Haven't sold anything. I do need to buy more, though. Right? Uh, what I'm missing right now is additional GPS sensors for the other speed helis and the uh, the R2J logs. I need to get some J logs because that's the that's the last thing I need in my telemetry suite is to be able to get all the data off of the Cosmic and onto my radio directly, so that I'd no longer have to use the stupid micro SD cards after flights to check stuff out. So I think that's going to come this coming week here. Uh,
1: you just like looking at those numbers, don't you?
2: Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah, it's awesome it is, to uh, be able to go and actually analyze the data. It really it is.
0: is pretty cool. I mean, it's it's a it's a cool deal that I've said it once. I've said it a million times that radio is Justin, right there.
2: Yeah, and it's not a novelty. It really, for what I do, it's very useful, I think. Yes. Um
0: keep
1: telling yourself that.
2: Yeah. Well, you can't you can't do that on your radio. You know what, Dan? Not only can you not do that on your radio, you also can't tune your flybarless system on your radio.
1: I don't need to do that.
0: <laughs> I have a computer
1: for that. <sighs>
0: Ain't got no time for that yes
1: i don't know i'd like showing off my mac when i go to the field so you yes. like that
2: yeah see,
3: I Be are like hey here. check it out see, 15 inch out
0: MacBook.
2: macbook yeah
0: mm. especially with no one else at your field
2: <laughs> he's sharing it with the sheep
1: there are no sheep at my field all right so
2: next on the list uh you know i finally booked my trip to urcha
3: hmm
2: yeah now, that brings up an interesting topic, because I just said I booked my trip to Urcha. I'm going to go and compete in the Speed Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the other part of that is that I have an accept. I've accepted an offer by Santiago, who is the director of the Speed Cup, uh, to be the technical director for this year's Urcha Speed Cup. Which means I'm going to oversee and lead the um, the technical inspections of the helis uh, prior to competition and get everyone all set up and ready to to uh, compete. Get them in the queue, as it were. So uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Actually, not a not a huge deal, but it's a sort of a foot in the door to do a little bit more in the speed arena, which is something that I'm personally very excited about. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go to Urcha. Are you guys going to
1: Urcha?
0: I am not. Ye-
1: most likely. That's Ooh. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. I think what Justin is alluding to is that, unfortunately, RC Heli Nation as a podcast will not be going. No. Now... I know half of you probably went, oh,
3: "How could you do?"
0: Well, here's the deal. It's freaking far away. Very. And expensive. It is very expensive and you know we we run on the nibblins around here uh on purpose so that no one has to pay for anything. That's the whole idea behind it. We try to give as much as we can and ask for the least amount possible. You know, Urcha was a goal for us. We achieved that goal. We did it. We had a blast. Uh, it was a huge success, you know. But for the amount of money and time, and time, and you know, and the time's the big one that it took us to do Urcha, and really the impact that it had on the podcast. You know, we we didn't. How do I put it? When you're going to Urcha, everything's about Urcha, and a month's worth of episodes before Urcha are all about Urcha, and at Urcha is about Urcha, and after Urcha is about Urcha. <laughs> and we feel like that it, you know, as awesome as it was, it was great for the people that were there to see us there and for us to see it and experience it. And it was for it was great for those of you that listen, but you know, we have listeners all over the world and you know, we, we got emails like, Oh man, or I, I, I'm glad you guys are having fun, but I, I can't wait till you get back and get back to the technical stuff in the, in the normal stuff. And it impacted that a lot more than we really realized. And then the time, you know, because we don't, get paid to do this or anything, it put a uh, very large stress on our uh, families and vacation time, available vacation time. Yeah. I mean, I know that all, uh, all you people listening are like, Ooh, yeah, that one hurts. Well, yeah. I totally the get of the
1: it. The fact is it's just easier for us to focus on the Northwest fun flies. I mean, that's where we live. It
0: is. And um, we can
1: do those all out, you know, and we can have fun for the live
0: events. But I mean the podcast itself, putting out a good quality show every single week is, has always been the name of our game. It's been the most important thing to us. And as awesome as it is for us to go to Urcha, in my personal opinion, I feel like it takes away what you guys are going to get every single week. And so we did it once because we wanted to, um, but you know, for all the, everyone knows that goes there as a vendor, it is just a ton of work. And we feel like that effort we can redirect into doing other things for that much time and that much money. If we were to take all of that and put it into other stuff, like just Show quality, production quality, you know, like Dan said, events, supporting events in the Northwest, supporting other things as a whole in the hobby, it's going to be better that way. We don't get bragging rights. We don't get to be the cool guys who went to hurt you.
2: Oh, but, but that's okay. Yeah, that's not well, that big of a deal, I don't think. But
0: well, no, but I mean, to, to be able to say, oh, yeah, I was there. It was awesome. I saw this. I, 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 I. But it's the
2: practicalities behind it that make it difficult. I mean, we made it work last year. As you guys know, we drove there. We had a couple of roadies. We stayed at the field. Uh, You know, once once we got through it and we, you know, the dust sort of settled and we did a debrief. What we realized is that there are a lot of challenges of staying at the field, um, not just personally, like having to deal with that kind of heat. And uh, and camping out at the field and that kind of heat, but also um, having to haul everything that way that make it really difficult. Well, then you say, OK, fine. Well, next time you guys fly and stay at a hotel. Well, that's not all that simple either. Uh, while the money is probably an even wash, if we fly, how do we get equipment there? And we're bringing a lot of equipment. I mean, we brought yeah. our entire P.A. broadcast system, all of our recording stuff, all the hats and shirts and hoodies. Uh, So, you know, that pretty much forces at least someone of the group to do the long drive, which makes it really difficult on that one person if the whole group of four plus roadies isn't planning on going. So when when you really break it down and then, you know, the final nail in the coffin is the money thing. Uh, I don't mind telling you as the financial guy, Urcha cost us about seven grand to make happen. Uh, And we didn't make anything out of it. That was our pilgrimage. That's what we did. We wanted to do that for the podcast. But like Nick and Dan were alluding to that 7,000 can be put towards more hats and T-shirts and hoodies so that you guys always have something in the store or more giveaways for this, for the citizens, um, yep. You know, uh, just a, a bunch of different stuff. It doesn't come to us in a paycheck. Uh, it always goes back into the podcast. And it also doesn't mean that if we're focusing primarily on the Pacific Northwest fun flies that you're not going to see us other places. OHB, I don't mind telling you, was an absolutely amazing experience. Um, We're talking with Carrie and Bert right now. And, hey, you know what? We may actually be there next year. Who knows? Um, so it,
0: well, and it's a different, it's, it's easier logistically for us and we are, you know, we're fine tuning our traveling stuff each time. But I, someone asked me, I don't understand how do you guys do it every week? Like it amazes me. How do you do it every single week? You come back and you do it well, you do it by balance. By balancing personal life, podcast, and trying now, some of us ride the edge of balance a little, a little more um, than others. But yeah, you know, it's like urcha for me. It put me over that balance. I couldn't balance home life and that and it ended up affecting it and it was just too much with everything else that we had to do because it was so important to us so i just want to be the best that i can be every week and for me doing all of that and this was just too much it it took the fun back out of the hobby and if i'm not having fun in the hobby then i don't have anything to talk about every week yep so
2: nick you and jesse are a definite no dan it sounds like you've still got uh, uh, I'd call it maybe a strong possibility. Well, I don't know.
1: What we're doing is we're weighing the options because, you know, we're not at work. We're not in the heli business. And Urcha is not necessarily just heli stuff, as you guys are aware. There's a lot of multi-rotor stuff going on there. But we, we're talking about, um, we're trying to decide based on the three or four other large trade shows that are strictly about UAVs. We're trying to decide whether or not an urch trip makes sense.
3: And mm-hmm. yeah,
1: we're, we're kind of, to be honest with you, we're kind of leaning towards the, it, it might not make sense. Although I still believe from a networking aspect, it makes complete sense. But the reality is, you know, we've got, you know, every business has a budget and it just may not fall within that budget because the trade shows. Are probably more effective, directly effective.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: I, the, you know, I would say at this point in time, based on the last meeting we had talking about it, I would say uh, it's seventy five percent chance. If we don't know for sure in the next month and a half, then it probably won't happen. But uh, that still isn't to say I might not just decide to go by myself because I did enjoy it, mm-hmm. uh, flying out, getting a hotel feels more reasonable to me. Yep. And, and that's not exactly what I'm going to do. And not having to worry about, uh, you know, because, you know, Nick Nick said it. I'm going to just kind of reword it. Uh, you know, I think it would be fair to say that we noticed it. And if we noticed it, I'm, I guarantee you, some listeners noticed it. It was great. It was a f- absolutely fantastic experience. But it affected the podcast. Yeah. And so in that sense, just from that aspect alone, money aside, let's just say we had some, uh, some incredible person behind the scenes that just was loaded with money and was saying, wherever you guys want to go, doesn't matter. I'll cover it. That's great. But even if that happens, it affected to the, sh- the show to the point where it just, it's just too much. It's just yeah. too much.
0: I mean I mean, if we were doing this for a job, it'd be different,
1: different. absolutely,
0: completely different, but at the end of the day it's as horrible as it is to think about and to have to say that you know we're not going to make it to hurt you in in a way it's for the it's for the best for the show and for for me as an individual, yeah, and for what I can do for the podcast yeah. Yep. So, what are we going to do?
1: We're going to make the best out of the events that we have up here, and we've got a lot of them this year.
0: Yep. So, and it does also leave us the opportunity to last minute, you know, and I don't know, I'm not even going to say any specific names, but I mean, you know, last minute, if we've got work slows down for one or two of us for a week, and it's like, hey, you got anything going? Nah, you know what? You know, we might end up sending a couple guys, you know, no helis, just total last minute to other events. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles for the weekend, you know? Yep. Like, oh, hey, maybe we'll head down to the Cajun Heli Fest a couple of us or something. It leaves those Southwest sorts of Heli things, Rodeo. Yeah, it leaves events like that an option. I mean, a much more feasible option for us to just do a quick yeah. Uh you know, real non-committal bomber trip down just to hang out and say hi. Yep. Yep,
2: true.
1: So anyway, enough of that. Well.
0: Yeah, I'll Thank I'll be there
1: either up,
2: way. Justin. I will I I will uh be there Tuesday afternoon to Sunday morning. Uh Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is going to be I I'm going to guess at least from morning to early afternoon I'll be mostly at site 3 for the speed cup stuff but I will definitely be making the rounds and so if you see me feel free to hit me up uh, may even uh, do a couple of on-site interviews who knows uh, we'll just play it by year and see what makes sense but I'm super excited personally to be going because it'll be my second year competing and I think the first year where I feel serious about it um, and that that kind of feels good I I'm not practicing quite as much as I'd like yet but I'm starting to see improvements um I've I've actually started figuring out how to do sim practice for speed if you can believe it and that's coming along really well uh nice I uh, the one thing and then I think I'll finish up here that I just realized and I can't believe I hadn't realized it previously is that right now the rules say you can only compete in 2 of the 3 classes. And my original plan was going to be to compete in sportsman in pro modified which was you know previously referred to as open and unlimited. Well, now it's only 2 and I for me it makes the most sense to be the pro unlimited or pro modified and unlimited, which means sportsman goes away which means the Goblin speed is not going to get competed with. It'll just be the TDR and the Diablo. So that leaves me in an interesting position. Do I keep this the GS as a trainer, which still would add value, uh, although not as much now if I'm not actually competing with it, or do I just change the settings up so that I can use it as a 700 class 3D heli next to the 770? I don't know. Yeah. But it's something that I'm I'm gonna start thinking about here in the near term. Cool. Yep. Speed freak. Dude, I love it. I some love cer- it. In
1: some circles, that's not a compliment.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not in our circle. It is. <laughs> uh,
1: I couldn't do it. I still I couldn't. I and it's not that I have anything against it. I love to watch it. But every time you fly, I lose I lose sight of it every time.
2: I hear that more often than you could probably guess. I was A lot watching of people are like dude i where is it i how did I, you see yeah, it?
1: yeah, I don't know how you see it. I was watching Whalen do his uh TDR, I believe right that's what Whalen yep, has yep, and he does high speed passes, but he doesn't go nearly as far as you do, yep, true, I just don't, man I just don't know how you keep an eye on it, craziness. Is that all you got? You done?
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more when we get to the show Do topic. Do we have any
1: news this week? Yeah, we've got a couple bits. Is it brought to us by LEDaily.com or are they actually doing anything anymore?
0: I have no idea. Ooh. They're brought to you by us. <laughs> Alrighty guys.
2: With all the time and money you put into your hobby, the last thing you want to do is throw away your flight experience on bad blades. From the feel of the heli in the air to its appearance on the ground, which blades you choose to bolt on is one of the most important decisions you have to make. That's why you need to put those old and busted blades to the side and make the switch to some new hotness. Brought to you by Bert Kammerer of BK Designs. Switch rotor blades are sure to put the finishing touches on your heli. Whether you're into sport flying, hard 3D, or F3C, Switch rotor blades will get the job done on everything from a 250 to an 800 class heli. And we're not just talking about main blades here. Switch has tail blades and night blades too. So stop wasting your time not flying the last brand of blades you'll ever need and make the Switch today www.switchrotorblades.com.
1: This week's news is brought to you by RC Heli Nation version 2.0. Yeah. There you go. What you got for news this week, Nick?
0: Uh, so, two things. Um, this one just caught my attention. You know, we have a lot of Memorial Weekend sales going on. Uh, Pretty much everyone's got about a 10% sale going on, but you know, this one kind of stuck out in my head and one that despite shopping with Progressive for uh, ever since I got in the hobby, I didn't know. uh, They actually give a discount to active and retired members of the military year round. Oh, that's
2: awesome. I
1: did not know that. I didn't know that either. Ah.
0: I did not know that either and I think that is really cool uh that they do that and I I just I felt compelled to say something and let everyone know. So I I'm pretty sure that it's year round. I hope so. <laughs> now that I'm just kind of like, uh. <laughs> well, I read it. It said give us a call. Okay, active or retired military contact us to receive uh a discount to receive, oh yeah, discounted pricing year round because one day of remembrance isn't enough. So hats off, big time, to Progressive for that. I, I appreciate the shit out of that myself. Uh, Rev Electrics has a new charger out. This is called the GT500. Uh, It's a little guy. It's about PL6 size. Uh, What they've done here, now it's smaller in wattage. It's only 500 watts but it's got uh they went with a different display on the front and kind of like a whole different user interface different button set up it's got a scroll wheel and i believe it has what's kind of a a modified software that you access so i think you can do all the graphing but you know i'm i'm not going to get too in depth on this one because Justin and I were talking about the whole charging case thing. You know, uh, he was bringing up his and after me tearing mine apart to get it back into the case to then go to Othello to then to come back home and to tear it back apart to put it back in the trailer. I was like, that's it. I'm building a portable case and I don't need anything big. Well, this popped up and then what do you know? Rev Electric's called, said, hey, you guys want to do a review? Absolutely. So we're going to be doing a review on this charger, kind of get the scoop on it and uh, give you guys the rundown to what we think about it.
2: Yeah, this will be a pretty interesting one because they're trying to get that, you know, like you said, the sort of the entry, well, not entry level, but hit hit on a, a, a charger system that is more simple and easy to work with. And yes, you know, this one's 500 watts only, but I got to believe that if it's a success, they're going to offer stuff that has bigger output.
0: I, I see this potentially being the transition, you know, maybe switching the larger chargers over to this style, because as we mentioned, once you, for me personally, the, you know, getting the, the dual power lab plugged into the computer software for all your setup is like a must I mean because it's so incredible just getting all your models or all your presets programmed boom bam all the fuel fuel information in there everything hook it all up now once you're done with that it's extremely fast and easy I mean it really Mm -hmm. is but it, I, I do, one of the complaints that people have had and one of the, you know, heard about advantages with the iCharger is people thought that the interface on the charger itself was much more user-friendly on the iCharger. You know, going through, it was, had more features that were easily accessible. Right, right. You know, without without plugging it in. And I, I see this charger as kind of like the hybrid in between. Would I have liked to see this up in the thousand watt range? Yes, but I'm also, you know, it's only a hundred and fifty nine bucks, so we're still on that lower end cost wise. Um, and could be, you know, from what I see so far, it's like uh, this could be a really good first good quality charger. Um, so we'll see. I, I will decide. Because it's going to I'm going to do the review, and then what I'm actually going to do with it is, I think I have decided that, you know, this lunchtime flying thing is is awesome. But on some days, I could really squeak a couple more flights in right after work before I went home. Uh, so I need to be able to get my radio to work and then some sort of charging setup. But you know, when I throw them on at, at lunch when I'm done, I'm not on a, in a hurry. I have no time frame. I've got, you know, four more hours worth of work that I got to do. Right. So I think I might build a kind of a pseudo radio case, might get one of the bigger seahorse cases and do the pluck and pluck foam on one side for my V, con, v control. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, I might just use a single little teeny HPS power supply and mount this in there all permanently make like a half and half. So it's one case to grab and go. So we shall see. Awesome. I also have an update on the King Kong or for all those asking, Fei is the company that actually makes it on that. Um, the new one is on the way. So that review will be back in action. You know, it got kind of a little bit confusing with how that came into the U S the King Kong has been around uh, King Kong three has been around for quite a while overseas. People been flying it. Duncan's been flying it. Well, they had some improvements that they wanted to do. Uh, I got the unit um, that we got and uh, I did have a problem with it. Well, then when we talked to him about it, they're like, okay, we'll just hear, you know what? the pro version of it is going to be released in two more weeks and we're discontinuing the old one anyway. So it was kind of one of those, you know, uh, yeah, we just weren't, they were excited for us to do the review. So it's like, yeah, sure. Here you go. But then in reality, we probably just should have waited. So it'll work out better because we're going to be doing a review on the pro version, which is the brand new version that'll be out. Um, wi Fi capability, the whole deal. 200 amp, I mean, everything. Uh, so that will be back on track here probably within the next week. I should have it. So I still am very excited about it. They've made a lot of improvements that I've heard from the last version, which already had a pretty good reputation. So we shall see how that goes. So, you
1: surf the web with it.
0: Yeah, well, I think the Wi-Fi is for the telemetry side. Excellent. Anything else? And that's that's all I got. Justin,
1: you got some news, don't you? No, I do not. I have some news. Okay, do it. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Scott Gray retired from JR. Oh, yes, I did hear this. Yes, they've got a new team manager, Ladon Sams. Talked with him for a little bit the other night. Pretty nice guy. I did hear about that. Yeah. So new blood in uh JR. We'll see what that uh, means that See what happens.
0: Justin actually has a chance at the Speed Cup.
1: <laughs>
2: that's uh, one uh, less
0: guy to completely whoop his that's ass. True.
1: <laughs>
2: that's true. That's true. Cuz if anyone
0: can fly a line, it would be that guy. Yep.
1: Yeah. So that's about all I have. I don't have any other, you know.
0: I don't have anything. Hmm. I'm sure I'm missing something, but.
1: Yeah, that's all right. All right, guys, this week's news has been brought to you this time by RC Heli Nation version 2.0. Ah, uh-huh.
3: it sounds good.
2: Hey, Caleb, would you mind uh, charging up my batteries while I pack up all my helis and other gear so we can head out to the field?
1: I would love to, if I could figure out how to work this charger. It's so confusing. You really need to get yourself a new one.
2: <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. I know exactly what I'll get. I'm going to head over to revelectrics.com to order myself up a brand new Dual PowerLab 8 charger. With the pre-programmable menus and the endless customization, it's extremely fast and easy to charge nearly any battery.
3: Thank god.
1: So, uh, I got to confess, I played hooky from uh meeting this week. I was uh, trying to get some sleep because I had to get up real early. Mm-hmm. And I uh, have no idea what's on the table. What are we talking about this oh, week? Oh, you don't know the show topic? I haven't even opened the show notes yet.
0: Wow. Wow. Look at that. I can't. p fashion. I'm just going
1: to say that. I mean, That's my excuse. I just, I can't.
0: <laughs> well... We There were some aspects of Othello, and not just Othello. I think it could kind of pertain to a lot of fun flies that we, we didn't get to talk about in the live show. The live show was very obviously a lot more kind of horsing around and <laughs> screwing off and, and having fun. But, you know, it is a fun fly. It was our first fun fly of the season, So we kind of wanted to talk about how that went, you know, expectation-wise. Are you doing things different this year than you have done? You know, because we had the whole winter to change, to change or do something differently. And for me, are you ready for this? The fun fly was not my best time. Yeah, yeah. It well, let me rephrase that. I had a good time at Othello, but out of all of the fun flies that I have been to, this specific trip, um, was not everything that I had hoped it to be, and that stinks because we set very high expectations for that first fun fly of the year. You're well, just I'm curious so,
1: what. Uh... Yeah, I know. I knew this would kind of. Let's hear kinda, what
2: the details are. I I can guess yeah, a couple of them.
1: Let's hear. Let's hear about the sand that got into your vagina this past weekend.
0: Well, but okay. So part of it, again, it's you learn from everything, right? All right. So nothing was bad. Just a lot of things were different. I would agree with that. Um. So, uh, you know, this was the first, uh, year. Now, at our Fun Fly, we did. I did travel with my family, my wife and my son. Um, Jesse drove our, um, you know, I pulled the truck with the travel trailer. Jesse drove the Sequoia and pulled my little trailer over to our fun fly last year. So I didn't have to mess with packing or anything like that. This fun fly, I did not bring the little trailer. And so I had to empty ish that and pack all of the stuff. Um, made sure i got everything i'm bringing a, i was bringing a lot more helicopters than normal this year and then the family and my sons at that age now he's 6 where we need entertainment right and he's much he's active it's not like he's 2 and just crawls around on the grass so we're doing bikes you know we got the scooters <laughs> and what I realized was getting all this together was, holy shit, I feel like I am bringing everything but the kitchen damn sink here. <laughs> I mean, it was, re- and then, you know, we got podcast equipment, uh, all of our gear so that we can do the live show. It was really overwhelming. Um, When you go with your family, I mean, for me, I can hop in my trailer, the little trailer, I need some clothes, a toothbrush. I don't even have to pack my helis and throw a sleeping bag in there and swing by the grocery store, grab a bunch of crappy food in a little ice chest, and I'm good to go like all weekend. That's really all that I need. But it's not, you know, you're not going to do that with your entire family. So there was a lot more prep. Um, so I was much more uh, exhausted. Going into the trip, um, we left, got Justin picked up. We definitely had some travel woes on the way over. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we I have did, had.
2: Dude. Oh, man. I have
0: had impeccable luck, and I it must be luck because everyone else apparently has issues. I very rarely have vehicle issues, probably because I'm a mechanic. I keep my stuff tip top, uh, but I have pretty good traveling luck anyway. Uh, we blew out a tire on the way over and we didn't just blow it out. I mean, we blew it out.
2: There was nothing left of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we got that swapped out and I must say damn fast. And Justin is the best flashlight holder I have ever met. Yes. He was great at holding the iPhone with the flashlight. Like, Ooh, yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So we got that change, you know, we lost the poo tube, which we talked about in the live show, Uh, got over there, uh, Dan, you saved us a spot, you know, it was much more crowded on our side than normal, so it was really challenging getting, you know, pulled in there, getting the trailer set, unhooked. You know, trying to find a place because I don't know why I just I didn't notice when we pulled in that I could have driven back out to the right side. But I was trying to find a place to drive through and around and getting anyone who has a travel trailer and and uh, uh, stabilization bars and, and all that and the bump out and the leveling jacks. It, it's a it's an ordeal is it the end of the world. No, but it it's just a lot more work. So we got all that done, got it set up, you know, come into the next day. Uh, you know, it was, uh, next day was great. Felt great. It was windy. Uh, that probably brings my number one in eh into it. <laughs> I have, I like that. That's eh. good. Well, it's not, it's a complaint. not a complaint, but it's
2: a, it's a discomfort,
0: a discomfort. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't like flying with the wind in my face. That's what it is. It's not the wind. It's if it's in my face. I'm not going to use the word petrify, but it makes me very uncomfortable because where I fly, if I have wind, I always have it at my back. So for me, wind in the face is just like rattles my cage. I knew it going into it. I had no idea that it was this bad. I just didn't feel comfortable. So lead that to, you know, we were flying for a bit and then it got kind of windy and then we weren't flying and all that. It led to two days of just crappy flying on my part. I was not flying good at all. Uh, I, My skills weren't up to where I wanted them to be, just like we discussed about the autos. And and so the flying experience for me was very meh. Now, I am an evening guy. That's usually when I'm flying is in the evening. When I get about two hours left, an hour and a half left of daylight, that's usually when the wind dies down. That's when Nick unleashes. Like you will see me just start banging in flights. I might do one before noon and two from noon to four, but about six o'clock hits 5.30 and I am cranking. I mean, back to back, I can go out there and I get comfortable and I start to really get in my zone. Well, guess what? Now it's dinner time, right? Because it's not just you anymore. It's the family and you can't expect the family not to want to eat. That's, I mean, that's ridiculous. And I want to spend time with my family when I'm there. So it was, you know, Hey, are you, are you going to get those burgers started? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just give me a little more. And, and, and I felt rushed and I don't like to feel rushed again. Not bad. Like people like Bill Pierce, he's a morning guy. He's out there at 10 o'clock banging out flights. I yeah mean, and then you don't see them hardly a,
2: at all in the in the late afternoon.
0: Yeah, exactly. So again, mine's not a complaint, it's just one of those challenges that I had never thought about. Um fast forward into the nighttime. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Uh <laughs> we tend to the nighttime end up is the right time
3: Yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> we like to have fun. And we usually, historically, we stay up late, do a little bit of partying. That's kind of what Othello's about. No one's a rock star there. So it's just we ha- we always come away with lots of stories. Now, that is all well and good, except when you bring your family to a fun fly, you need to be able to get away from
1: isolate it. them from the goings on
0: yeah my son learned a whole bunch of new words this weekend
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there are about two or three individuals <clears throat> Dieter, <clears throat> that are <laughs> uh namely responsible for that no I, I mean i knew that going in but you know and you don't think about that that is that nightlife that fun and that partying that is something that belongs to the fun fly, right? So I can't complain about it because I know that it's going to happen. Well, again, not thinking, not really planning ahead, and realizing, I just pulled in, parked in the same spot where I always did, right? You know, next to Dan, and and Dieter was parked right there, and and so guess where the loud, rowdy nightlife ended Dieters. up? Dieters, yep. Dieter,
3: Dieter, Dieter, Dieter. Uh-huh.
0: And that's not Dieter's fault. This is, again, this is every fun fly has that spot. If you're going to bring your family and you need them to get some sleep, don't don't
2: park them in that spot.
0: spot. Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't think about that. And so we struggled with it both nights. You know, you'd be surprised when people get a little bit shitty and, and someone bumps up against the side of your trailer. It feels like King Kong just took a swing at your travel trailer <laughs> in, inside it at one thirty in the morning. And it was a little bit louder, I would say, than, than statistically what is normal. Uh, I think a couple of the guys had a little bit of extra fun. And I'm not complaining about that, but it is, you know, I felt bad for my family because I could not... I couldn't get them away from it. You know, it, it's not a big deal to me when I'm there. I throw myself in my little trailer and, and now I lock the damn door. Jesse, thank you for teaching me that lesson. <laughs> but, I, you know, I can sleep through anything. They can't and that's not fair to them, but it's also the right of everyone at the fun fly. So that just kind of, you know, that part of it. Uh, I didn't like, and it 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 was just a little bit kind of difficult. Then combine that with, you know, uh, it was weird. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I missed, I missed having Jesse there. He's kind of like he's always been my, uh, how do I put it? Like we all have those friends, right? Justin's my nerd buddy. You know, we, we, we talk, I mean, we talk, we text all day about heli stuff. We talk about heli stuff. We, that's how, that's how we live. But when it comes to actual flying and pushing each other flying, Jesse's my guy for that. Cause that's what we do up here. And it was a little like, ah, oh man, it was, it was a bummer not having him there. that part of it and it was a bummer not having him there for the show I didn't realize I mean that's something that we kind of do at live things that Dan I don't even know if you notice because you're down on the other end me and Jeff we sit and screw off at the end like we're always poking each other joking with each other you know passing the hot apple pie back and forth between the two of us and and so I kind of I felt like there was a, a missing piece on that as well. You know, fast forward to Sunday or, um, no, the Saturday. And then with that auto thing, right. You know, wasn't happy with the autos. I I was just, I hit a point where it was like five o'clock and I said, you know, I'm done. I think at that point for me, we got a show to do and I'm not feeling the flying, the flying's not doing it right. So just Now we're on, I almost felt like we were on damage control at that point for me personally. Then we got up Sunday and it was raining on Sunday.
2: Yeah. Raining all Saturday night and Sunday.
0: So it was kind of like, well, you know, a lot of times what you don't get out of Saturday, you can get out of Sunday because it's so calm and quiet. I don't know why, but it seems like every year there, Sunday is always beautiful weather with no wind. Uh, but it wasn't this year, so I kind of I didn't get to get up and start, you know, get those half dozen flights where it's like, oh, that's where it's at now. I I didn't I didn't get that, so it was not my best of all fun flies, and I I think that's okay though because I learned a lot. It I learned I learned how much I love having my family there. I do. It was awesome to have my wife there and have my son. My son had an absolute blast. A kid can, yeah, he's one in one in a million. That's for sure. He definitely is not shy and he will entertain himself, other people and make friends. He has no problem doing that. And it was really nice to have my wife there, but I learned that I have to do things differently and that's not bad. It's just different. Um,
1: well, I can tell you the one thing that, uh, I noticed was the food was a hell of a lot better because your wife was there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a, difference. you know, she was, dude, she was cooking for all. of I mean, I can't say thanks enough to her because it was, it was great. And I love that part of it. I, again, just first year really doing it. There's stuff that you didn't think about. Yeah, You're going to have to and, and
1: park your family further away.
0: Yeah, because I can, guess what, I can park them further away, put everyone to bed, and then walk down and party and have fun myself, mm-hmm. you know, and keep keep them away Does from
2: me. Does that mean, though, that you fly further away because you're parked further away?
0: Yeah, because I don't have to go, I mean, I don't have to set up just, you know, perfectly just like that. I mean, look at look at how we did our fun fly. You know, we were rarely down at the trailer.
2: This is true. Yeah, that's a good Even point. Even though it
0: was, and that was something that we, you know, we talked about. I said, yeah, but we did the same thing at, at our fun fly. She goes, yeah, but you guys never hung out down all of the shenanigans and the fun was right at, you know, center stage, right around kind of center stage at our fun fly. She goes, we were down there a little ways. It was no big deal. I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. So, yeah, you know, get there, set up a little more space. We kind of got duked on space a little bit. Dan, I know you did your best. Some people in their fun flight etiquette is a little different. But, you know, hey, at the end of it, I learned a lot. And, man, I came back with the best thing that I could have asked for, which was motivation. And sometimes you got to go down a little bit to kind of get yourself in check to come back really motivated. And it sucked to have a shitty flying weekend, but it sure was freaking awesome to come back with that much frustration and motivation to get better as a pilot and to continue to drive me into the rest of the summer.
3: Well,
1: my weekend was similar to, well, I, I there was nothing bad about it, but I got to tell you, it did feel different for a couple of reasons. Uh, like Unic having brought a completely different setup, I did as well. I found it exceptionally easy to pack up and go, but what I didn't like about it was I kind of felt a bit like a beggar, you know, <laughs> Just, because typically I'll have wire, I'll have servo stuff, I'll have this, that, and the other, but I couldn't, you know, with that little trailer, I really was limited. I didn't particularly care for that. But, you know, I'll fix it somehow. <laughs> I don't know how, but so that's got to change. So I, overall, here's what I, you know, I said it in the show. I asked a, a listener, or somebody we were interviewing, I can't remember who, but I said something like, does it feel smaller to you? And I, that was not the right way to word it. What I should have said was, does it feel different to you this year? And it felt different to me. Based on, there were a lot of familiar faces that just weren't there, but there yeah. were a lot of new faces.
0: Yeah, and a lot of really like who, a lot of really cool new. Well, people. who like, who like, like wasn't new? there? Dad wasn't
1: there. Tim wasn't there. I mean, there were a lot of guys yeah, who yeah, I don't necessarily point.
0: know. But I, I mean, dude, there was them, like, you know, what, four people from Snohomish,
1: yeah, and typically the Snohomish crew shows up in big fashion, you know. I mean, they they usually take a group photo there, and there's a ton of them that show up. Yeah, true. So it was different in that sense. It didn't so it, and that's what I was trying to. I, I I kept thinking it just feels smaller. I mean, when I first when we showed up. I was shocked at how many people were there and I was like wow this is going to be this is going to be big cuz it was there I mean it, it, but you know people showed up on Thursday and when we got there I, it was packed pretty tight on our side of the the hangar um and I thought to my I was thinking geez, if there's already this many people here I kind of maybe built up this false expectation that by Friday evening it's just going to be loaded but it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't and there were just a lot of new faces and, and a lot of familiar faces that just weren't there. Yeah. Um, you know, and another thing that's really tough uh, for a fun fly for me personally is, um, you know, I I'm moving around a lot better than I was.
2: Oh, right? big was time! Yeah, dude. you are. Night and you know, day.
1: I'm not relying on the scooter as much. Still need to use it, but I think Friday I overdid it. Um. Because, I woke up Saturday morning, and shit, you know, and when when things aren't going right physically, and I'm feeling the pain, you know, it's it's tough. I it's really hard for me to engage. I yeah. don't particularly like to fly when I'm in a lot of pain because I can't really focus on flying. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had a project, and that was to build the Raptor. But, you know, it's uh it's you know, I I hate talking about it because it's just, it's a, it's a part of my existence that I deal with all the time and no one wants to just continually hear about it, you know? So I just deal with it the best way I know how. And that's to kind of, I just kind of hunker down and deal with it. I don't go do a lot of stuff. I try to stay localized in a very, you know, where I can just deal with what I'm dealing with and, and try to do something. So that's always been kind of a, a fun fly issue at every fun fly that I go to. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's just, it's especially when there's a lot of new people there, listeners of the show who have never met me. It, uh, I kind of makes me feel like people think that, and I am typically antisocial. I'm not really a people person.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, you are I'm not
1: pretty, pretty content.
0: Doing my thing, just keeping to yourself, and I am. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I don't necessarily feel like I, I don't feel like I need to be in the a group of people. I'm perfectly content to sit at my table and do what I'm doing and just do do it. Mm-hmm. And some people kind of read that the wrong way, and that's why you know that goes back to that whole why does Dan always look like he's grumpy? <laughs> he's well, pissed off. If Dan looks like he's grumpy, he's probably in a fair amount of pain and trying to just deal with it. So, but that, you know, that's, that's every fun fly. I deal with that. But as far as the, it was a completely different experience sleeping in a tent. Loved it. Did not have an issue with sleeping in the tent whatsoever. It was fantastic. I just slept like a log. <laughs> I only said it twice Good. so far this show. Yeah. So <laughs> suck it, Dieter.
0: <laughs> I now would the, would the creme de la creme be to have your big trailer back and sleep in that same chair in your big trailer?
1: Well, that's, as long as I have that chair, it doesn't matter. Um, but what's nice about the trailer is everything is in there. If I need to solder something, I can go in there and do it. If yeah. I need to. Yeah. Cause
2: you to, had a little bit of a challenge with that at the fun. Yeah. Flight. And
1: this, and it was like, I tried three different soldering irons, and the problem was, is I would I would get going and as soon as I would start to get some, you know, good melting, it would just, a breeze would come through and yep. cool that shit down. And I ended up with a big blob. Yep. That was a little frustrating, but so, you know, I generally have everything I need and it's, it was weird to be there and not have everything I need. Yeah. Uh, I was going up and down the flight I- line just, Hey, you know, do you do you got a soldering station? Do you got any wire? Who's got some wire? I need some wire. You know what I mean? I need now I need some and server wire.
2: Yeah, I got I, I mean, got a number just, of dirty looks from you yeah, when I you asked you me for stuff soldering. and I didn't have it.
0: I'm like, what the hell, dude? Well, I mean, building that a fun fly is is hard enough anyway. Building half ass kind of half borrowing, well I'll just get it together for this weekend, that makes the oh, the, that makes my skin crawl. Yeah. I just couldn't do that. But, you know, you hit on a really good point. You didn't have that that ability, you know, that alone time type deal. And I think that maybe that might have tied into it for me, too. I usually enjoy, you know, I'll, I'll go into my trailer for... An hour probably out of each day or, you know, at the end of the evening when everyone else, uh, I feel like going, I go in there and I check my emails. I do like that.
1: And I did the same thing. I used to go into my trailer and just
0: chill out. Just chill out, Out out of the
1: wind, out of the
0: sun. Yeah. And
1: uh, just relax.
0: And it's different. I mean, again, it's not like my family was bugging me or anything, but there was always someone there. Yeah. You know, so it was it was just different. Yeah. How about you, yeah. Justin?
2: I uh I feel bad that you guys had those experiences, but I got to tell you mine couldn't be further from either of yours. I can't really imagine that the fun fly could have been any better for me in terms of either meeting expectations or just being a blast. I mean, it started out that week with A lot of late nights before to make sure I, you know, I forced myself uh, to sign up to I will be ready for this event, meaning the whole fleet is is uh, in working order. I am not going to show up and do any wrenching. I'm not going to half ass anything, which is why I put the charging case together. Uh, You know, I wanted to go there and do what. I'm in the hobby to do, and that is to fly, and I feel like I accomplished that, you know, ten times over. The the all the helis were in great condition; they flew perfectly fine. Um, uh, you know, I I I felt like I was able to pack more light, as you saw, Dan, because oftentimes when someone doesn't have something. In in particular, the really obscure things, I tend to have that with me. But I, you know, I went pretty minimalist on this one. I brought my parts bins for each of the models that I brought with me. I brought a very, I'd say, slimmed down version of my tool set, pretty much just the Scorpion drivers with a couple of specialty wrenches, you know, wire cutter, uh, some needle nose, um, a, a crescent wrench. And then uh, some some Triflow and grease, just in case. Didn't bring my soldering iron. Didn't bring any of my wires, my connectors, any of that crap. Because I said, you know, much like coming to the Fun Fly prepared and not having to wrench. If something goes wrong, I don't want to mess with it, because then then I've got an excuse to sit there and waste the next three or four hours half ass wrenching on something when there's no reason I should need to do that when all of my models other than that one are ready to go. And, you know, I think it worked out really great. Uh, the, the tent camping was perfectly fine. I kind of refined my system from our fun fly last year, which was the last time I used that big tent, uh, air mattress, lots of room that worked out really well. Um, I, I, (laughs) I had no problem with being comfortable because, as you guys well know, I slept in later than anyone all three days Mm -hmm. uh, that we were there. And, in fact, I was told on Friday morning Dieter and Nick were trying to wake me up and actually came into my tent, but I didn't wake up. Yeah, you missed the meeting. Yeah, I missed the pilots meeting. And so, I mean, (laughs) you know, I needed the rest. So that was good. But I just felt good about it. My flying, I mean, I, so I did the the metronome thing on my tail rates for the Goblin 380 and the 770. And I went out after the last three weeks of simming almost uh, the entire sim session each night doing double and triple pyro flips and started actually messing with them on the real heli. Now, they're up high, and they're still not completely clean, and half the time I actually don't complete one without having an issue, but I'm able to do them. They feel simish. I'm able to bail out in a variety of different situations, and that's manual bailout. That's not the the Bavarian Demon bailout. Uh, So I feel great because that's something now that I can go and practice and try to perfect. And, and actually nail it and be able to move them around and get them down lower. So that was a huge freaking accomplishment for me on the 3d side. Uh, I felt like, uh, my just doing my ha- having fun 3d flights were good. You know, I was throwing some stuff in there, nothing crazy again, because I don't fly hard smack, but I was pleased with where I was at. Uh, Speed flying was freaking fantastic. I'm going to steal Dan's word there and probably use it a couple more times. Uh, the goblin speed didn't get much action, but it's not surprising given how much action the other two got, uh, that the TDR was flying great, uh, felt really good about it. But the Diablo speed was really the one The Diablo speed made my weekend. Uh, I opened that bitch up, and I was feeling it. Each flight, I felt like I was getting a little bit better. You know, still have sloppy passes. Um, That's that's a reality, and that's why I got to practice. But there were a few flights there where I felt like I nailed at least a few passes each flight. And I could feel the difference on the sticks. I heard people say they could see the difference as spectators. Oh,
0: blatant, dude blatant difference yeah it's it, it was flat out hauling ass i know you were in the 150s i i would i don't even need a damn gps it was the runs were i mean you can like you said you can see your weaknesses because on some of your runs your into the wind runs were faster than your downwind yep, which ones. is all technique yeah, which is all technique. But, you know, I really felt like Saturday you were getting to where you were getting more comfortable and they were getting lower and just more dialed. You were entering them better, less corrections. You know, you weren't flattening out and then rolling back into the elevator. Mm-hmm. You're coming out of the stall turn more aggressive and you could see it in the runs. They were, jeez, they were hauling. I mean, just clean and hauling. Oh, and ass
2: yeah and so i mean i felt really good about that super good and you know the 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 other thing is it you know we kind of started this last year and it's just kind of caught on uh our our friend uh kenny mcdonald uh he and i always seem to find time to screw around and do sort of like tandem speed flights together and so we did a couple of those with his uh with his agile, with his, he had a little plank, a little, uh, I don't know what it was, maybe a 40 inch, uh, super overpowered, um, uh, fixed wing. And so we were speeding around back and forth with the TDR and the Diablo and that thing. Uh, you know, it's just a, it for me, cause I don't do hard 3d and Doing a tandem 3D flight with me, I don't think would really work all that well. I probably just prefer to hover in the middle while you guys do something around my helicopter. But (laughs) um, but doing speed stuff, that's that's kind of my thing. I feel comfortable with it. I don't mind flying with other people and it's actually kind of a fun challenge and so a couple of those flights we didn't even mess a lot with speed we were just doing kind of you know having fun screwing around doing tandem stuff doing somewhat yeah. fast you know inverted passes on the tdr and he'd fly inverted over me and you know it it was just it was really cool i liked that yeah. uh now in
0: that did look a lot of yeah, fun yeah
2: it it really was and in one of them i actually Uh, Side story, uh, as you guys know, stripped out the main gear on the TDR. Turns out, long story short, talking to my friend uh, Oliver Jellin, who is a a team Henslett pilot. uh, That's because I was putting way too much RPM to it. So I was up at like 2400, 2450 uh, and 15 degrees of pitch. He said uh, above 2300, that main gear isn't going to survive much of anything in terms of speed. So I'm going to drop my my TDR down to 23 and go up to like 17 degrees of pitch and see if I can make up for the difference in head speed. But you know what? I stripped it. I brought it down in one piece. No freaking problem. Took a look at it. Laughed a little bit with with the friends and put it off to the side and went right back to flying my other stuff. No big deal. Uh you know, the, the other thing is, and and you guys kind of hit on this, and I, I really do believe it's true. You and Dan, Dan more so, but both of you tend to be less social at flies that, well, maybe it's that I'm way more social, but that's just kind of how I am. I like hanging out with people. I like chatting, even if it means that I'm not necessarily getting as many flights in. So I was having, uh, you know, a hell of a time just hanging out with. So Phil was there. Hot apple pie guy got to meet up with Ryan Evans. He's a cool dude. Um, Yeah. Carl and and some of the um, some of the uh, other guys doing gassers and nitro. Kenny G hanging out with Kenny McDonald's always a blast. And then we had Austin and Sean and Brett. So, you know, that. That is a huge part of it for me, because when I do fly here locally, I don't always get to fly with other people. And when I am flying with other people, oftentimes it's in a situation where I'm time constrained. It's like, well, you know what? The baby's down for a nap. I got a couple of hours. I need to get out there, get my shit done and get back home. And so then it's like socializing becomes more of a burden. Uh, and and I feel bad if I don't do it, but then if I do, I feel bad because I didn't get as much flying in. Fun fly is a different thing entirely. Uh, and and, yeah, so I really enjoy that aspect of it.
0: I think for me, it's because I end up and and I love doing this. I mean, this is not a complaint. I really enjoy helping people. I mean, mm-hmm. I probably end up setting up tuning getting this to work. Hey, can you help with this? I mean, easily a dozen a day. Uh, I Uh you don't seem to need, I need the reset time. I really do. I have, I, I love doing the social thing in person, but it's just a personality trait that I need alone time to reset mm-hmm. to where I'm back good. And I didn't get as much of that this weekend. So it, it it took a toll on yeah me. i can see that you know i sat there a lot more quiet I, than i than i normally I,
2: do i i don't need the reset time i'm usually once i get there i'm in my zone and i'm just doing my thing and i think that was this fun fly it was it was a lot of fun in that regard and i'm with you nick i like helping a lot of people too um i in fact i set up phils and brett's bavarian demons basically from pulling it straight out of the box to uh, going through and getting it ready to fly so that you know that was a lot of fun uh, I really do enjoy helping people and then you know there's the talk about all the different products or you know people want to chat about certain things that maybe we talked about on the show and and that's good um,
0: the the little mini I think I gave about half a dozen uh, small v control seminar
2: <laughs> yeah I'd imagine
0: But that's fun. I mean, again, I love doing that kind of stuff. That's what I'm there for.
2: And then I I think to top it all off uh, for for this particular fun fly, I much like you decided, screw this crap, I'm going to get back to autos because I actually hadn't autoed in in any serious way since probably last summer. And I, I can't tell you why. I don't know if it was the focus on the speed thing or, you know, what it was, but. I hadn't been ending every flight with an auto like I usually did. And so I went out at Othello. I think it was Saturday afternoon. And I just forced myself to do two flight packs, probably about 10, 15 minutes worth of autos on the 770. And I got to tell you, man, some of them were nasty, like just, you you know, you're going to bail out from the minute you hit throttle hold. And in fact,
0: that was it. I just, sorry, I forgot one other reason that it, that was meh, is that right when you said that, I was so pissed because I had botched those autos, I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab two packs, and I'm going to go out there with him. I'm going to drive some shit in, or I'm going to do mm-hmm. some autos. It's one or the other. And my I had a power supply die.
2: Oh, that's right, dude. So I remember that. I couldn't.
0: It was taking forever to charge. I didn't have any packs ready yep. when you said that.
2: That's right, because you and had gone out the flight or two before, botched that inverted, and you were you were pissed. You were in a bad way. Yeah. And so you and I said, "Dude, come with me. Let's do this."
0: Yeah. And, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna do it." And I went to go back. I didn't have anything charged. I tried to get them going, but then you know the alarm on the chargers going off, saying, "Hey." Uh, input voltage is low and it just was like, Ugh. it
2: just wasn't, <laughs> nothing was working out for you.
0: Yeah. And that's when I said, screw it. I'm done. That's the, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and it was really good for me to do it because like I said, the first easily dozen or more were just shitty and I was bailing out and making all sorts of stupid wrong corrections and, and you know, even towards the end, none of them were pretty, but I'm I'm getting them back down again and I'm getting the swing of things and bringing them closer to me and all of that. So, yeah, I I felt really good about that. And that's something that I am going to force myself to reincorporate into my into my flying sessions going forward, even if it's just, you know, one one flight a day of nothing but autos. And on the 770, I learned I can get about 15 minutes out of one pack of literally doing nothing but auto rotations. I think Mm -hmm. that'll be worth it. And I'm not in it to do crazy stuff like you are. I just think it's important to have that as a skill, you know, just like, you know, having your orientations down autos to me, those aren't negotiable. You need to know how to do them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that that
2: was my experience. The the nightlife portion of it is also one of my more favorite things. I do like hanging out in big groups and talking shit and having fun and just you know being stupid sometimes. Luckily, uh, unlike the two or three uh, years ago, Othello, I wasn't that guy, and I <laughs> vow never to be that guy again. And as you know, Ken, Kenny and I were actually talking about this uh, the first night in Dieter's trailer. It's really awesome not being that guy. Oh you yeah, know, but hanging out with that guy. And in this case, there yeah, were a couple I of could, that guys. There were a couple. I, of them, I, yeah. Actually, more than a couple. Yeah. So yeah. You, you have a couple of drinks, you have fun. You don't. I mean, I I didn't get anywhere close to getting drunk. It was just you know a couple of beers, a little bit of apple pie, just some fun.
1: I w- I just don't want to give the impression that I didn't have a good time this week and, or last weekend. Yeah, same here. It's just that uh you know, it's just those those things that I noticed. Um there is a couple and this is going to sound very rudimentary and basic, but s- I, something uh was kind of rebrought back to my attention. Um and I and I don't I don't know why other than you know, over the past few months, not really getting a lot of flying in that I'm excited about. And that's the bank tuning. Utili- mm-hmm. and, and it sounds so basic and rudimentary, but, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that until Justin and I were, Justin was watching me fly. And he's like, we were, I can't remember specifically, Justin, we were looking at a tail issue or something. And you noticed that the, the head gain since I switched blades was a little uh, off. And you said, well, put, you know, put them on your banks. And I'm like, and it just like a light clicked. I'm like, wait, that's right. I've got three banks. I could, you know, it's stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's those, you kind of get reintroduced after a time away, um, you know, because I got to tell you, and, you know, Othello played a role in it, you know, getting back into the swing of doing the RC helicopter thing in general it's the last few weeks have been amazing. I mean, when it comes to actually enjoying the hobby again and being excited about getting another helicopter or getting the helicopters that you have flying again, Mm -hmm. as opposed to considering it a chore. It's like, Oh shit, you know? Right. And wanting to get the Raptor up and going and wanting to fly the nitro and wanting to, be excited about waking up tomorrow and going to the field. That's a feeling that I haven't had in a long time. And going to Othello and even though I'm not a super social person, getting a chance to hang out, watch people fly and, and kind of going, you know, I'm ready to really get back into this and start flying again. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what Othello helped that. That's the big Takeaway for me from last weekend. All the other stuff is typically stuff that I have to deal with other than not having the trailer. And that just plain sucked ass. There's just no question about that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do everything I can not to have that happen again. Like I've just, I've become one with my little heli trailer. It's got to go with me, period. Because that I think it's not just having tools for me. It's my, it's my home away. It's my minute to myself. It's my, you know what I mean? Yep. It's a, it's such a part of the hobby for me that, yeah, when I don't have it, it's like I'm missing part of the hobby. Yeah.
2: Well, they're all lessons learned. And next time, yeah. hopefully we'll, uh,
0: yep.
2: it'll work out better.
0: I'm, I'm here, Dan though. What I didn't get there. I'm grateful for afterwards that I, the feeling that I have now. Yes. You know,
1: exactly. So maybe we should uh, wrap this one up. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, we should. I do have one small announcement though, in regards to our fun fly. Oh, I have confirmation on someone that's coming. You know, I had alluded to it, but I also said that I would let everyone know uh for sure when I got the yes, I'm gonna make it happen. Uh Kyle Stacy's coming nice. to our farm. Oh yeah. Nice, yes. nice, nice. So that would be bombs. great. Love watching him fly and just I mean, he's on my list of pros that could not be any more approachable and down yeah. to earth.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: So, that's exciting. Uh, I'd throw that. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's freaking fantastic. 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 Uh before we close up, I think it's worth mentioning that uh the day this show comes out will be Monday, 25th, Memorial Day. Uh yes. a lot of, you know, we've you know, we without getting too I guess touchy feely, I think, you know, it's a very important day and and we've always been uh i I know speaking for myself and I know Nick feels the same way justin I don't know if he does, but I'm guessing he does you know we're big supporters of of our military incredibly
2: large have, supporter yes yeah. absolutely
1: the yeah. sacrifice is made, and uh you know if you have a veteran in your family and for all of you who are serving, thank you for your service and um just have a great memorial day i mean this is all for you guys and the all the sacrifices you guys have made. So I felt like we just needed to mention that. You Typically, betcha. we don't talk much about holidays, but uh, this one is an important one. So enjoy it. Have a barbecue and a beer. And, uh, you know, remember
0: why you're still speaking English. Those that English. can't. Yep. That's right. Remember those that can't be there to have that beer.
1: So I suppose we should close it up. Uh, Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with
0: you, how would I do that? You would send me an email to nick at RCHellynation.com. How
1: about you, Justin?
2: You could send me an email to justin at RCHellynation.com or catch me on Facebook.
1: If you wanted to send an email off to Jesse, you could do that at jesse at dot A big week for Jesse. Big life change. Congratulations, buddy.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yes. Um, if you wanted to get in touch with Ken, if you have any questions about your citizen card or maybe you're interested in it, you've got some store questions, Ken at RCHillynation.com. You'll get on that right away. Uh my name is Dan. You can reach me at dan at com. Dan K Reed on the forums, and uh also occasionally I'll hop into the chat box in our on our webpage on the front page there. Uh check out Facebook. Amazing support there, forty two hundred ish, I think, as I last saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, continues to grow every day. And also, we do have our forum. We don't talk about it much. Uh, it's a great way to, you know, ask questions. There's people that that are using it regularly. If you have any questions that you would like us to read on the air, or maybe you want to record one yourself and send it to us, you can do that at questions at rcallynation dot com. Uh, just go ahead and. You know, how how long Nick typically or I mean you just want About a, about a
0: minute. Yeah, a minute's perfect. Don't
1: worry, just do your iPhone. You everybody's got a voice recorder. Uh yep. if we need to doctor it to make it clear, we will. Uh don't don't worry about quality, we'll take care of that. And um it's a great way to get some questions answered that other people might have as well. And I do believe that's it. This has been episode 187. Can you get 187 episodes?
2: 13 more, dude, and we hit 200.
1: 200. Wow.
0: That's right. Here we come.
1: All righty, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Fantastic. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next Monday.
0: It's a fantastic weekend.
2: Have a fantastic one, guys.
0: You gotta have a fun freaking fantastic weekend. <laughs>
1: This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soko Heli Tools, Progressive RC, RevElectrics USA, Lower Heli, BK Servos, and Spartan Flybarless Systems. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to send us an email.